Hello, my badass fire starters. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and this show is all about achieving the sacred pleasure of your highest potential through spirituality, self-empowerment, entrepreneurship, and magic. It's time to unabashedly blaze your own path by turning up the volume on your total authenticity. I'm an outlaw life and success coach for rebel boss witches and modern mystics, and I'm so excited to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus with Caitlin Matanley. Today, I have an episode for you that is in response to a listener question. So if you didn't know, I'm always taking listener questions. Sometimes I compile them into Q&A episodes, but I had so much to say about this question that I really wanted to devote an entire episode to the topic. So if you have questions for me, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Caitlin Matanley, and you can find my handle in the show notes as well. So if you're not sure how to spell my name, head on into the show notes and find it. You'll find me there. And I love talking to my listeners about you know how they're putting these topics and the things they learn on the show into action in their own lives, you know, whether it's the personal development work we talk about or the metaphysical spiritual work we talk about, or of course the combination of the two, which is really what this, this podcast is all about. So any questions you have, never hesitate to reach out. I love, love, love talking to you all. So today, the question I wanted to address today is this, and I'm going to actually just read it as it was sent to me, because I think it's really, I think it's a topic that, well, it's something I know we've all dealt with if we are, you know, into magic or manifestation or, you know, whether we're just looking at how we can be more congruent with making things happen that we say we're going to make happen, regardless of where we are on that. I know this is something we've, most of us have probably experienced and probably something that you have wondered about like what you're missing in terms of as well. So let me get right to the question. The question for today's episode was, what if I do magic and it doesn't work? Am I a failure? Am I a shitty witch? Especially if I try to manifest or magic something specific for a period of time with multiple different spells. I mean, I know sometimes things don't work out how you dreamed of, but If it's a hard no, that makes me feel like it straight up isn't working. And then why bother? Okay, so I know that some of you out there practice witchcraft. Some of you practice manifestation. Well, I would actually argue we all practice manifestation, (laughs) whether we're doing it intentionally or not. You know, some of you may just be focused on your goals. Regardless of the language you use around these ideas, it's really important to recognize that all three of these things, whether it's goal setting, whether it's, you know, what magical spells, whether it is manifestation, whether it's all three, regardless of how you approach this work, everything, the thing that all of these different disciplines, seemingly different disciplines have in common is this. They are all ways of determining what you desire to create and bringing that will into existence. 
So whether you approach from the more metaphysical or spiritual side, whether you believe in magic, whether you just focus on it in terms of, you know, okay, I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to figure out my path to get there and I'm going to get there, which I'm sure you, if anyone who's ever done that knows that honestly, sometimes just reaching a goal can feel like magic because we all have so many ideas and beliefs and that those naysaying voices both inside of us and outside of us that tell us, you know, that big things aren't possible. So whether you're approaching, you know, the work of change in your life, of creating change according to your will, um, which is sort of like the Crowleyan definition of magic, which I really like. I mean, honestly, even whether whether you identify as a witch or not, I think that's just such a strong definition of change, you know, and of conscious change, which is really what we focus on on the show. So regardless of your approach to this, I'm sure you've experienced this scenario where you are, you know, you are working towards something, you're getting, you've, you've, you, you're doing everything you know to do, and it's just not happening. So what do you do then? So for this episode, I am going to focus on magic. I'm going to focus on, and, and, and as far as I'm concerned, magic and manifestation are interchangeable. Those two words are interchangeable. And so if you are coming to this work from a less spiritual mindset, I encourage you just to use the words, like substitute the words that work for you. But I know that regardless of how deep in magic you are, this episode is going to change the game for you. And it's really going to give you a few missing links that I see a lot and that, hell, I experience a lot (laughs) because I'm not perfect either. These are things that I need to be aware of as well. Once you are aware of these things, you are going to see such a such an improvement, not just in the results you get, but also in how you feel about them. And that's something we're going to talk about a lot in this episode. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this topic, and that's why, like I said, I wanted to do a whole episode committed to it. And it's because there's so many different ways I could answer this question, because The fact of the matter is there really isn't just like an answer I can give you that's like, oh, you didn't cast your spell on the waxing moon. You cast it on the waning. Like that's why it didn't work. You know, your your spell for to call in a a new lover, you cast it on the waning moon, which those of you who don't know what that means is when the moon is decreasing in the sky. And yes, traditionally in witchcraft, when you are casting spells of attraction, of bringing things to you, you are casting them on the waxing moon. So between the new and the full moon, when the moon is increasing in the sky. And when you're you know, casting spells that are releasing things from you or are you know banishing things or you know things like that, you are traditionally meant to cast that on the waning moon. But here's the thing, if you don't have these things in place that I'm about to tell you, it does not matter what goddamn moon phase you cast the spell on or set your intention on or whatever, because here's the thing, we are attracting all the time, not just on the waning moon. And this actually like sometimes when people start learning about the moon phases and how it works with their, you know, intention setting and and releasing and all this, they can get kind of overwhelmed because they're like, oh crap, like I, I can't do it now because it's not the right moon phase. Here's the thing, we're always, we're always attracting and we're always releasing. This ebb and flow exists in every aspect of life, in every area of life. And the moon in the sky only serves as a symbol for how that happens. It's a symbol for that cycle. The entire, you know, 
passing of all the moon cycles going from the new moon when it's you know just a seed in the sky you know, when the dream is just a seed in your heart that hasn't been watered yet to the waxing moon when you are watering those seeds and you are calling forward what you desire and then to the full moon when you're harvesting you know traditionally because again it's not always like it's done by the full moon it's not that it's finished it's that you know you're you're recognizing how far you've come you're reaping what you have sowed already the waning moon is you know when you are getting rid of the things in the way of it coming forward more of, of it flourishing more strongly like if you've ever grown something in a garden or on a farm you know that you know, as things start to come up, that's when you need to be really diligent of weeds and pests and things like that. And, you know, so this is a, a, a sort of symbology of this microcosm, these microcosmic cycles of our existence. But they're happening constantly. They're not just happening in these, you know, two-week periods of like waning moon, waxing moon, okay? So... My point is, it's not ever, in my opinion, as a witch, it is never that you are not doing, like, that there's one thing you're missing. Like, it's the wrong moon phase, or use the wrong color candle or anything. No. Because the magic, you bring the magic. The magic is inside of you, and really, you don't need any props to, you know, you don't need to do, you don't need any props to cast the spell. You don't. Those correspondences, which I'm going to be talking about actually in this episode a little later, those correspondences can serve to direct your energy and to allow the energy you're drawing down and drawing from inward to be reflected on the physical plane, which can be powerful, but it's not required. Same in the manifestation world. I see so many people, like I'm in, you know, I pop into Facebook groups here and there and answer questions and help people as I can. And I see so many people talking about or obsessing really over the specifics like oh i've like has everyone anyone done the five times five five manifestation method or i heard there's also a four times four four which if you don't know is basically like you write your desire i only have done it once and i was like this sucks <laughs> that's just me some people totally swear by it and they should do it because it because they can get their energy behind it which i'm going to talk about briefly in a second but you know I guess it's like you write your your desire down 55 times for five days in a row or 44 times by for four days in a row or 33 times for three days in a row. And are you seeing a pattern? It's completely arbitrary. Despite one um, very well-known person in the manifestation world who calls this like an ancient method, um, I I don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> and I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spilling tea. It's just, you know, I, I don't, I think that these are all human designed ways to get us behind our desire. They're completely arbitrary. They don't matter. What matters is you getting into the space of feeling like you can have something. And that is the basis of magic. It's the basis of magic. So first of all, there are two questions you have to ask if you are really struggling to call something in. And I believe and I see 
that pretty much everybody has at least one area, might just be one, sometimes it's two, whatever, one area that is like ridiculously difficult, that they just, it's like takes all of their energy to get behind and shift. For me, historically, it's been money. And I'll talk a bit in this episode about my evolution with that, using these principles. For other people, it's love. You know, I've never really had serious relationship problems. Like, yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely had some relationships that weren't healthy and, you know, some been in some fucked up situations like all of us. But when I decided I was ready for more, I never had trouble calling in something, you know, that was more suitable, something that was more in line with my desires, something that was more in line with what what I knew I deserved, you know? So what's your area? So that's the area that you need to look at a little more carefully. Now, conversely, I want you to identify the area of your life that is easy for you. Maybe it's friendships, maybe it's relationships. Find the area of your life, and I I use those three because they tend to be like work slash money, love and relationships, um, self-confidence and friendships, I find are like kind of the biggest areas for a lot of people. Most people have a lot of difficulty in one and not so much in another. And then others maybe are like somewhere in the middle. So I want you to identify what area is easy for you. And I want you to first start, and yes, like this is before we get into magic, this is the inner work. And doing this will clear so much up and allow things to flow to you so much more easily even before you cast your next spell, I promise. So you need to look at what stories you're telling yourself about why one thing gets to be easy and another thing gets to be hard because guess what? It's all the goddamn same. It's all the same. The universe, God, your highest self, whatever you believe in, whatever you think is calling the shots. And, you know, even like God universe, you can believe in God, believe in the universe and not think it's like calling the shots. So, I mean, obviously you need to use your own beliefs around these concepts first, because your belief is what's going to lead. You get what you believe you get to have. The rules apply that you believe exist. So let me go a little bit deeper with this. So what stories initially are you telling yourself about why one thing gets to be difficult and one thing gets to be hard? Because it's not different. What if love got to be as easy as money for you? Maybe you're somebody who never has had to worry about money. Or maybe you're somebody who's, you know, always like been pretty happy in relationships. And if you wanted to be one in one, you were in one and whatever. But you always struggle with money. Well, what's the story you're telling about, you're telling yourself about how it's different? What if they were the same? They are. They are the same. So if you believe that a force is sending blessings your way, like God or the universe, or, you know, even your highest self, it's like, do you really think that higher power wants you to have love, but not money or wants you to have like a career you're really excited about, but your relationships to fall apart? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So first look at that and start to identify, start to play with the idea. What would it feel like to believe that these things are the same? That's equally easy to attract one thing than another. And so many metaphysical texts um, back this up or, you know, repeat this, ranging from the ancient texts to newer texts. Um, You know, in in A Course of Miracles, it says that 
there's no order of difficulty in terms of miracles. And I believe that. I believe that philosophically. But just like you, I have to constantly work into that and, and identify, okay, what stories, like I said, am I telling myself about how one thing gets to be easy, but another thing doesn't, or I can't have both or whatever. Like these are my human stories and start to identify the human element. Okay. From there, look at the thing you're, you, you are repeatedly attempting to call in. Are you sure you want it? Are you sure you want it? This is such a like basic tenet that you need to get comfortable with questioning because we think we want everything, but our actions do not support that. So you can look at this. In fact, you should look at this both energetically and practically, like in the 5D and the, and the 3D. <laughs> so first, okay, look at... Really, really sit. I'm at, I, I suggest sitting in meditation. Really sit and feel the feelings of having the thing now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not after you've done X, Y, and Z, but this second it falls into your lap. Obviously, that doesn't usually happen, but I want you to imagine it's happening now. What does it feel like? And here's another thing. If you're like, it feels fucking great, I want you to really make sure, make sure you are imagining having it in this second, not tomorrow, not next week, not after your life is perfect, et cetera, et cetera. So many of us, myself included, have, you know, we want things where they were like, oh yeah, but like it, it'll come like next year or like, oh, but you know, this and this is going to happen first, but like I'm still holding space for that thing I want and blah, blah, blah. We have these caveats when actually the reality is many of us would shit a goddamn brick if it came in this moment. We're not ready. So if you still really are like, yeah, I'm totally ready. Okay then you're good. You're good on this. But I really, like I said, encourage you to question that. So if you have any resistance, any like, uh, but, uh, but even if the, ooh, but is just, ooh, that's not possible for, for, for to come that quickly. These are all resistance, areas of resistance you need to unpack. Because here's the thing, if you're telling yourself a story of, oh, it could never come this fast, then you're forever in the energy, in manifestation they call this being an energetic match, which is the exact same thing that we learn to do as witches or in, you know, magic or whatever, whether you identify as a witch or not, you can still work magic. We, you know, if we have these stories of it can't come right away, that we're always in this energy of it's, it's going to come soon. Do you see the difference? It's like when people talk about, you know, using affirmations and you might, I don't, I don't personally like affirmations that are things like, um, I'm about to, I, I, I'm about to receive a huge amount of money. Well, why, why not make that affirmation that you're receiving it now? Now, you know, if you're working with beliefs, there are times that you may be not, you may not be able to energetically get behind something happening right now. But instead of pushing it off to the future and saying like, oh, it's on its way, you interchange that here and there with, but what if it was here right now? What if it was already here? 
What if I already had it? My favorite thing to play with, and I do this in meditation as well, my favorite concept around this to play with is what if I already have it and I just haven't noticed it yet? And I'm going to dive, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here because I'm going to dive into that specifically in just a moment. Okay, so make sure you want it. And another way I like to encourage my clients, my coaching clients to dive into this idea is if you got it, what in your life would have to change? Because there is always something else that's going to have to change. This is another great way to unpack sneaky resistance you have. Just, you know, because you're, you're not looking for like, oh, is something going to have to change? You're acknowledging that it will. So once you start to see like, oh, what are the other things that are going to have to change? Notice how you feel about those things, right? And then be honest, like, oh, do I really want to change that? So, okay, for example, let's use the relationship thing. A lot of people want to call in a relationship, but they haven't asked themselves what in my life is going to have to change when I'm in a relationship. Now, this isn't about, you know, deciding like, oh, I can't see my friends as much as I want and be in a relationship. Like, I'm not about those false dichotomies. However, the reality is this. You only have so many hours in a day. If you're going to spend a bunch of new hours with somebody, you know, you're in a relationship with, because relationships take energy, you know, you have to spend some time with the person. (laughs) What is going to, like, where's that time going to come from? Where's that space, the energetic space going to come from? So at this point, you're going to start to see resistance. You are. And then what do you do with that? You can just, you know, sometimes it's about like deciding what you're going to believe instead and literally just reminding yourself again and again. So when I'm integrating a new belief, I'll find something I can energetically get behind because that's the thing. If we can't get behind our magic just as much as if we can't get behind an affirmation, then we're absolutely not going to get it. So it has to be something that's believable, but a stretch. That's my opinion. It's really, really difficult to, to, you know, cast spells for or manifest things that are beyond the realm of your current belief. So I like to shoot for something that's um, a, like a big improvement, but it's like a, like a really measurable improvement, but that still feels like it's possible. Like it doesn't feel like it's a million steps forward. Because that's overwhelming for most people. It sounds great to cast a spell to win a million dollars or to like get a million dollars. But honestly, there's a reason, and this is a metaphor as well. There's a reason why most lottery winners go bankrupt. And like I said, that's a metaphor. It's not just about money. It's not just about lottery winners. Because most people can't energetically handle a huge shift. Okay. So do you feel like you deserve it? This is linked to that resistance. Like a lot of people have stories about what they deserve. And this is why these like little rituals sometimes help because we can look at, you know, I firmly believe the universe does not give a fuck what we do and what we don't do. I firmly believe that. But I believe we care as humans. And so if we feel like, oh, you know, I've done enough, I'm putting that in air quotes, to get this, then you're a lot, it's a, you have a lot less resistance to getting it. So sometimes it's like, okay, if it's a, if it's a goal in your business, you know, 
yes, you can make things happen by just like cleaning up your energy, doing your inner work, meditating, et cetera. You can. And I know it's not a popular thing to say. People love to be like, you know, people in the manifestation magic space love to be like, oh, but it's, you know, you have to take action. Yeah, but like actually doing that inner work, meditating is actually pretty hardcore action. (laughs) Believe it or not. Like if you fully believe in these concepts, yes, I, I know that it's possible to call things in and, you know, from doing that work. However, most of us as humans have so much resistance that we need to feel like we've like done something. And so, you know, and also like the action part is fun. It gets you in the energy of having what you desire. It, it, you allows you to be more creative. I feel because you have like things flowing, you have ideas flowing and your, and your output and input are matching each other. But don't get it twisted. It's not that the universe is like keeping track. It's like, you've now done enough. Here you go. It's that we need to feel like we've done enough. And this is very linked to the rules you've set for yourself. And this is something a lot of people disagree with me about. A lot of people like to believe there are all these universal laws. Now, here's the thing. Having studied various metaphysical, spiritual texts, hell, even like personal development tomes. (laughs) I do believe that there are principles, guiding principles that if you work within, things flow more easily to you. Some people call them universal laws. I don't like that term because universal laws assumes that Every single per, in my opinion, that term, it sounds like it assumes that they work equally for everybody and they just don't. And there are a lot of reasons for this. There's privilege, which yes, like everybody can, I believe, like in theory manifest equally, but because of the systems we've built, we, that are designed to keep resources out of certain people's hands, to say that some people don't have a lot more difficulty of it is ridiculous. But even beyond that, those social structures, we have our personal beliefs. Have you ever noticed? Okay, here's an example. I knew a guy who was like a friend of an ex-boyfriend who was like total trash, <laughs> like not a good person by any stretch of the imagination. Even his best friend was like, uh, he's a bad person, but he always got what he wanted, like always, 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 always. And yes, some people might be like, yeah, but like karma is going to come back and get you. But here's the thing. Sometimes it doesn't. So why do some people not do the right things? I'm putting that in quotes and get what they want and others do all the right things and suffer. It's because of belief. If you believe you're untouchable, you're probably eventually going to get screwed. Like something bad's going to happen to you eventually just because of like the law of probability. (laughs) But you know, these people can live a charmed life. People live a charmed life because they decide to. It's not because they're good or bad people. They decide. They decide that that's just how life's going to work for them. And whether you agree with that or think it's right or whatever, it doesn't change the reality. On the other hand, a lot of people have like martyr complexes or, you know, feel like suffering makes them more spiritual or more creative or like any of this other bullshit. And life is going to work within those rules as well. And it's because of human psychology. It's the reticular activating system of the brain. You notice and 
as such call more in more of what you see as important. And so if you think suffering is what makes you great, then you will call in more suffering. It's not that you're actually like suffering more, but you are looking for circumstances that can allow you to suffer. If that's a belief you have, not saying that, you know, every time you suffer, it's because you like secretly want it. It's so much more nuanced than that. But what I am saying is that you really have to examine what you believe to be true about the world. And here's the thing, those beliefs can be changed, but also you don't have to change them. You can work within them. Now, sometimes if they're really, really toxic, like suffering makes me more spiritual, for example, that's something I suggest you like really dig into and really work to change. But if your belief is, you know, okay, some people have a belief that if they hustle really hard, they get what they want always. That might serve them. If you're somebody who really loves like working hard and hustling and and it hasn't caused any health problems or anything for you, then like that rules working for you. Who cares? You know, keep rock on with your bad self. Now, if you're somebody who like, I used to have that belief and it drove me into like illness and adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and like all this other shit. So that really wasn't working for me anymore. I had to change my minds about what I got to have. So over the, you know, years since I've worked on more deeply and deeply believing that the amount of work I do has nothing to do with how successful I am. And even though I'm stubborn as hell and I like, I'm a Capricorn stellium and I hate changing my mind (laughs) in some areas, I work a fraction of what I work during that era and I make significantly more money. If you're measuring money, measuring success by money, like, which to be perfectly honest, I mean, I was at the time, then the evidence is there, you know? But it's not actually that that's true either. It's that it's all true. It's all true. Whatever we decide is true is true. And this brings me, so like if you've done all this and you're like, oh my God, when do I get to like do my, like light my candles, girl? (laughs) Um, Or insert ritual of choice here. It's only once you've done this work, and, and here's the thing, you don't have to do all this work every single time you want to cast a spell, but if you're, you know, in terms of this reader question, repeatedly working towards something and not getting it, you need to be diving into all this in that area. Okay, so now you have to decide it's working. So here's the thing. My dear listener, I said reader earlier. I meant listener. <laughs> My dear listener, you said, I know sometimes things don't work out how you dreamed, but if it's a hard no, it makes me feel like it straight up isn't working. Okay, so without knowing the details of the spells you've cast, it's hard for me to answer. But say you have, say you cast, okay, say you cast a spell to receive $5 unexpectedly in cash today, um, whatever today's date is. By the end of the day, you haven't received it. Yeah, you could say your spell hasn't worked, but most of us are not casting spells that are that specific. So you can purchase from a couple different perspectives. First of all, are you sure you're being as specific as you think you are? Because I am super guilty of this. I'll be like, I'll cast a spell for, you know, something that's actually, if I look at it later, because I do always go back and I'm like, did this spell work, you know? So I we'll look at these factors. I'll look at, you know, besides the personal development work I just talked about, 
I look at, was I actually specific? And if I was super specific, was that necessary? Because here's the thing. A lot of times we want something really specific that's completely unnecessary. I see this a lot with people wanting to manifest money and money spells. And as someone who's like really upped my, I've really improved my skills in this area quite dramatically, more dramatically than any other area. You know, I would sometimes say, I okay, say I needed like $500 by Friday to pay a bill, right? Casting the spell, $500 by Friday, blah, blah, blah. Cash, because yeah, sometimes money can come on other forms that may not pay the bill, although they can be nice, you know? Like free groceries or something like that. So what I would do is look at that. And sometimes I was like, okay, I needed to buy Friday. Friday came, shit, I don't have enough money to pay the bill. Now, you could be like, my spell didn't work. Or you can decide it worked. And if you don't have the money yet, it's because you don't need the money yet. And this has actually happened to me many times. Suddenly by some like banking error, the amount wasn't debited until Tuesday and I had the money by Tuesday, you know? For example. Or maybe if it's a relationship thing, you have like this list. People, it's very popular to like make a list of everything you want. And I'm not knocking that. Like it can be very helpful actually. But sometimes you have things on that list that just are like really not necessary at all. Like they, you know, I want someone with brown hair. It's like, really, do you, do you really care? And a good way to look at this, because maybe you do really care, I don't know. And that's fine, actually. <laughs> but you, with a relationship list, you can be like, well, if, I, if someone had everything else on this list except for this, and do this for each, each of your points, would I be happy? And if you come across any that are, and you can do this for a job, you can do this for everything. If you come across anything on the list that's like, if they had everything but this, I, it would be a deal breaker. Then you know what your deal breaker points are. You know what the necessities are, right? The nice to haves and the need to haves. So identify like where you are on that area, on that um, continuum of specificity. Are you being not specific enough? Are you being too specific? Is the specificity, most importantly, when you're looking at, is it too specific? Is that rooted in your ego? Because I promise you, and people say this all the time, I love it. The universe has a much better imagination than you do, you know? And so it's really important to recognize like, where are you being a control freak? And where are you just knowing what you want? You know, and only you can decide that. Okay, so if you decide it's working, if you decide that, in fact, I was listening to a, a video earlier from Amanda Francis, who's like my money guru of choice. Um, and she was saying that like someone, people always say to her, oh, you know, I did all the things I got in the, you know, into the energy of having it, blah, blah, blah. And then it didn't come. Like, what did I do wrong? And she said, the fact that you are asking what you did wrong is what you did wrong. The fact that you are like, it's not working, it didn't work is the problem. Because if you've actually decided you're going to have something and that decision is the most important part of the manifestation process or the spell work process, that decision, that will, like I will have this, I will this into existence, then there is no, this is what she says, there is no, it didn't happen. It doesn't exist. It just didn't happen yet. It's just not here. It's not here in the, you know, the way you expected it to look, etc. My dear listener, 
this act of deciding is possible. I would say probably the, if, if you take one thing away from this episode, this is the biggest game changer in your efforts. Decide it's, you're going to have it. Decide you have it. Decide. And you might be like, well, how do I decide? It's not here. You know, decide like, okay, you're thirsty. Decide, you decide to go get a glass of water. What does that feel like? It feels like you just fucking do it. Or maybe it's, you know, um, you want your favorite smoothie. So you have to go out somewhere and get it later. Like you decide you have it. You decide you're going to have it. And you just go get it. Maybe you get it an hour later. Maybe you get it like tomorrow. But you decide like, hey, I really have been wanting this special smoothie. I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe you decide like later, like it's not really important to you. That's fine too. But you've decided. So did you decide? Did you decide you were going to have it? Probably not. Okay. Part and parcel to this is how do you know it hasn't worked? Like I said earlier, sometimes, you know, it's like a cut and dry thing, you know, and it's like, okay, it didn't come by Friday at midnight, you know? But was the important part ever Friday at midnight or was it it coming? And this is why actually personally I have moved away I still do sometimes like specific spells about like specific income goal or whatever, but I've actually moved away from that a bit because for me personally, it is, can often be a way I sabotage myself. Like I'll either set a goal that I can't get behind and then just like use that as an excuse for why I didn't get it. Or I get super attached to like it coming on a timeline and that doesn't serve me personally. Some, I find people are in one of two camps with this. Some people are really served by a timeline. Some people are not. So you have to know where you are on this. And sometimes the timeline matters. Sometimes it doesn't, you know? So I will tell you a story. I cast a spell about uh, maybe a month ago. Actually, I think maybe even longer, maybe a month and a half ago. I, I don't remember exactly. I have it probably in my notebook. I mean, my grimoire, it's a notebook um, with a lot of things in it, not just my spells. So I cast a spell for a specific amount of money and I wanted it. You know what? Actually, no, I didn't have a deadline for it, but I was like, it, I had set the amount of money for basically what I needed by like the end of the month, but I just set it for the amount of money. So I wasn't specifying the time frame. Which, like I said, some people think you should, some people think you shouldn't. You have to just play with both and feel out what works for you. But I was actually following the spell from someone else, like to the T, which I very rarely do, just as an experiment. So, you know, by the end of the period where I really needed the money by, I didn't have it all, but like I was fine. Like everything had worked out, I was fine. But I still wanted the fucking money, you know? Come on, like I'm a witch. I should be able to like have the money I need, right? So... Literally over the weekend, I had like over the course of a day, like a couple of really unexpected, like large sums of money, larger, you know, sums of money hit my account. And I realized afterwards, I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And I realized that amount added up with what I had previously called in. It'd been like about half. It actually was the full amount I'd cast the spell for, like to the dollar back in like, you know, early December. So if I had just given up, 
I kind of just forgot about it. You know, I was like, okay, it's probably going to come, but like, it's all good. You know, I'm fine. Things are good. If I had just been like, fuck, it didn't work. I firmly believe that just like puts the kibosh on the things coming to you. It's, it sends a message to your subconscious mind that's not working when it's actually just like working itself out. So yes, you know, I love playing sometimes, sometimes I love playing with the specifics, sometimes not because it's like, you have to find your sweet spot, how specific you need to be. I have also called in very specific amounts of money, you know, in the time frame. But for me, with money specifically, I found the time frame matters less than you think. And honestly, this is the case for anything. I've just, in my personal practice, noticed it with that. The fact of the matter is, like, time is, our perception of time is completely human constructed. And, you know, who are we to say like when things are supposed to happen and like some, some things can come really fast, faster than we expected. Some things take longer, but then it like works out perfectly. And who are we to like, who are we to decide? And so the part of the question from the listener was, well, then what's the point? And the point is that like, we are constantly creating our reality and it's a co-creation process. So we're co-creating with whatever it is that's listening, that's responding And I like to be surprised, you know, because I've decided that I'm always surprised and it's better than I expected. Again, that goes back to the rules, the rules you set for yourself, the things you decide are true in your life. And, you know, so really like so much of this question is rooted in our ego of like, uh, how do I know I'm doing something right or wrong? How do I know if it's working or not? It's this, this Again, this, like, these, this, these false dichotomies that only exist in the human mind, they, are not, they do not exist in nature. They do not exist on the energetic plane. So we need to adjust our expectations to be those energetic expectations of it always comes. It always comes perfectly. It always comes exactly on time. So, you know, how are you sure it hasn't worked? Can you, because if you can poke a hole in that, then again, like you're, you're really, you can release resistance because like, oh, actually I can't say for certain it hasn't worked yet because like maybe I'm, I thought it was supposed to come in a month, but I never said I wanted it in a month, but also it didn't really matter if it was in a month and maybe it's going to come in like six months. And again, like I like to go back to what I said about the list of, okay, if it came in six months or whatever time frame exactly how you wanted it, would you be mad? If the answer is yes, then it's like, okay, you are dealing with something that's like timeline based. That's really like two, you know, three dimensional. It's in the earthly world. Sometimes, honestly, those things are easier just to use mundane methods to get. So what I mean by that is, you know, there's the magical practices and the mundane practices of like, okay, personally, I'm not going to cast a spell to like, you know, what's a silly example? Okay, personally, I'm not going to cast a spell to have, I'm, I'm staring at a basket of uh, mandarins on my table. I'm not going to cast a spell for like a pile of mandarins because I could just literally walk outside and like go to the market and get some. Like sometimes the easiest way to manifest is just to do the thing. 
in the earthly realm. It's just to buy it. It's just to do it. You know, that counts, believe it or not. <laughs> sure. I could cast a spell for a pile of mandarins. They could come to me in a magical way. And that might be fun. And I might desire to do that for fun. But if I just like really want slash feel that I need the mandarins, it's to me personally, I find that to be just a waste of my energy. And that you may think that's such a small example, but it's the same with bigger things, you know? Um, for example, I'm going to use money as an example again. If I am, like, I, I probably wouldn't cast the spell for, like, an extra $20 today. I could. I mean, I could, and I could set an intention for it. But here's the thing. I'm not just going to, like, sit around waiting for it. I'm also going to, like, hustle that $20. Hustle up that $20, you know? I'm going to find something to sell on Facebook, or I'm going to, like, do a find something, you know, a service to offer. So that leads me to this. What actions are you taking in the mundane world to back up your magic? Sometimes people feel like it's like this, it's like they have to like trick the universe of like, oh, you know, it doesn't count if it came in a way that's like normal. (laughs) It's like, no, you got it still, right? And like I said, without knowing your specific situation, Um, I can't tell you exactly what's going wrong. And in fact, I really encourage you all, if any of this resonates with you, to get in touch with me on Instagram at Caitlin Matanley and just like give me some more details about your work and let's see if we can unpack what, where your blind spots are in terms of your magic. Okay. So what are you doing in the mundane world to back it up? And this isn't, you know, a lot of people are like, you have to prove to the universe you're serious. You have to prove to yourself you're serious. You have to hold up your end of the bargain to yourself. And that is why in so many magical disciplines and lineages, there's an aspect of sacrifice or offering. I'm not talking about like a bloody sacrifice. I mean, like, what are you offering in return? And this isn't about, again, like a tit for tat thing. It's that, you know, when you do something in the physical realm. Okay. So say, for example, you're say, okay, years ago, a friend of mine called me. I was having like a girl's night, planning like a girl's night dinner or something party. I don't remember what it was. And she called me and this was such a powerful conversation. She's not somebody I talk to on the phone normally, but she said, I wanted to call you and tell you this personally because I knew you would get it. I am really wanting to get serious about finding a partner. And I realized that my entire social life is always like girls nights. And while I love them and treasure them, I realized that I need to start doing things that are in line with my highest desire at this point, which is to find a partner. So, you know, going to places where I may meet somebody new or putting myself out there in other ways or doing my my inner personal work of healing so that I can be ready to receive when it comes. And I, of course, applauded her. I was like, that is fucking awesome. Because yes, like you need to, this goes back to, you know, looking at the other things in your life that will have to change, start changing them now. And, you know, I do believe that when we offer something, it works on many levels. It works psychologically. I do believe it works on the magical, in the magical realm, because we have to create a void in order for something to come in. 
if we're holding tight, wanting everything to stay the same, but at the same time, we're casting a spell for change, do you see how those two ideas don't work together? So what are you offering in return? What are you willing to give, give up? I don't really love saying giving up because it feels like, you know, like you lose. It's like, what are you willing to surrender to make space for this thing? And sometimes like having a practice of something unrelated can be actually helpful. Some people do have um, help. Some people do find that helpful. There are a lot of different traditions that encourage that of like fasting or like saying you're going to give something up like and that can work. I've never done that personally. You know, Really, though, it's about intuitively identifying what needs to go and surrendering it. So like if you're going out partying every night, but you also, but you like want to find a partner, not saying you won't meet someone out partying, like they don't have to be separate, but the reality is you're not really in the space of that. You're probably, you know, I don't know about you, but I've never really met somebody who I like had a real connection with, like in a loud bar, you know, that's just me personally. If it's happened for you, that's awesome. But you identify for you what has to go to make space for the new. So what are you offering? And finally, you know, I know I said earlier that how I don't believe in like universal laws. And I really say that just because especially in witchcraft, um, I've been in quite a few conversations about this recently. You know, people saying that like, you know, the threefold law, which is like everything comes back to you times three or like the Rick and weed, the Rick and weed, the Wiccan read, which is like in the religion of Wicca, which some witches are a part of, not all, I'm not, um, is a, basically a, a, a set of teachings on, ethics and magical practice. And the threefold law is an interpretation of a very small part of that um, writing. But people, a lot of people look at these things like they are universal truths, and they're not. Many witches don't practice either. I personally don't believe in the threefold law. However, I do believe in um, a, what I see as a, like I said, I know I said I don't believe in universal truths, but like as, as a, as a, um, see now I've like kind of backed myself into a corner. Isn't this funny how this happens sometimes? Let me, so I don't believe in universal truths, but I, like I said at the beginning, I do believe that there are certain principles that life seems to work by. Maybe you see those two as interchangeable. I mean, let's not argue semantics, <laughs> but you know, the in hermetics. So I do actually also suggest, um, you, dive into some of these principles in the Kabbal the Kabbalion, which is a writing, a channeled writing of supposed hermetic teachings. Um, you'll find a lot of principles that Wicca was actually built on, as well as a lot of other um, magical practices and metaphysical belief systems. A lot of them come from these same principles. And one of them is the principle of cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. And that's just like physics, you know? So I do believe in cause and effect, but I don't believe in this like evil threefold law that everything's going to come back to you times three and you need to be scared of that. I, I see a lot of people using that as fear mongering of like, ooh, be careful what you wish for, you know? And it's like, 
the reality is everything has cause and effect. I don't believe in, you know, good versus bad magic. I believe that everything has a cause and effect. It's not always what you expected. And that can be good. That can feel bad. Again, only we as humans decide what is good and bad. So um, I want to touch on actually a couple of the hermetic principles that I do think specifically will help as I close out this conversation on what to do when your magic isn't working. So there's the principle of cause and effect, which I just talked about. So really just like identify in your life where, you know, that cause and effect is caught that 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 knowledge of the principle of cause and effect is causing resistance so i talked about that at the beginning of what else in your life will have to change are you okay with that look at all the different scenarios how do they feel clear up resistance around as many of them as possible there's the principle of correspondence which many people are well aware of this interpretation of that which is as above so below which is that, and this is why, you know, using things in the physical world, so maybe it's like a certain color candle or herb or whatever, can help direct our energy because it helps, it, we channel the energy of change and having these physical correspondences that to us are of a similar vibration to the thing we're calling in allows us to align with the energy more strongly. But another element of as above, so below, and this is represented in the magician card of the tarot, another aspect of this is that whatever is happening in the microcosm is happening in the, whatever is happening in the macrocosm is happening in the microcosm. As within, so without. As above, so below. It's all the same. This brings me to what I said earlier of how do you know it's not working? Where are you still holding on to the idea that like, Something has to happen in a big dramatic way or it hasn't happened at all. And there is also another, the one more that I want to um, talk about is the principle of vibration. I like how they're called principles in hermetics rather than laws <laughs> because that's, I think that kind of clears up what I was saying earlier. Like, how do I actually feel about like the whole principle versus law thing? The principle of vibration, which is that you need to be of the same vibration of that which you were desiring to call in in order to call it in. And this is very like something that's really talked about in the manifestation world, but sometimes people forget that like it's the exact same thing in witchcraft. In that act of deciding you're having it, deciding you have it now, that is how you get in the vibration of having the thing. Like the only way you can feel that you have it is to feel you have it. Not to feel like you're going to have it, not to feel like, oh, it's going to be so awesome when I get it, to feel like you have it now. And most people don't do that, so they're always in the energy of it about, it's about to come or it's going to come. That's, that is a really, a seemingly small energetic shift that when you shift, you will understand what it means to be a vibrational match for something, finally. And this is a concept that's taken really me a very long time to really understand and integrate. I'm a lifelong witch and like, Still, that was really tricky for me because I'm fine in instances, but I wouldn't really, really, really feel it until one day I recognized that I was, I, I, I thought I was a vibrational match, but I was actually just like thinking about how great it was going to be to have something. Now that is a good step 
that gets you in the right direction, but you want to be moving towards feeling that you have it now, feeling that you already have it. For some people, they think of it as feeling like it just came five minutes ago. That can be easier for some people to wrap their minds around. Even if you only feel it for a second, hold on to that. And that's the energy you want to be in when you're casting the spell, when you're setting the intention, when you're deciding you get to have it. And you need to carry that energy through past the point where it feels like it didn't work. Past that, past the point of what Amanda Francis says of like, she says that faith only counts when it looks like it didn't happen. It's not faith until it looks impossible. And I love that. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this gave you, well, I know it gave you, you know, 55 minutes worth of things to think about. And I, I want you to know, though, it's it's not complicated. I even, even though I've given you like all these different caveats and you may be like, well, what's the point of working magic? I have to think about all this stuff. It's supposed to be magic. Once you integrate these ideas, it becomes effortless or it becomes easier, you know? And really it's like, it's all of this is asking you to kind of create a lifestyle shift. It's kind of asking you to create like a real shift in your beliefs. And that is the ultimate magic. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. To keep the episodes coming, click on the link in the show notes to support the show for as little as $1 a month. I am so grateful to have you as part of this movement. I'll see you soon. Thank you.